This is Rob from the Retro Junkies, and you are listening to Two Dudes and a Nintendo. No, I'm sorry, Two Dudes and an S. I think that's right. Yeah, Two Dudes and an S. Awesome show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? I did it right that time, did you notice? Um, I know, I know. Are you sad? Four, is this four episodes in to the, to the year, and we finally got it right. That's right. Not only did we get it right, but tonight we have Steve and Michael on the show with us again. Hey, everybody. Steve and Michael, Retro Gaming Monthly. Yeah. Changing it from Facebook. Oh, no. Oh. We can't. <laughs> no, sorry. Not allowed. Actually, I got a new nickname for Steve and Michael. Throwback to the uh, Tetris episode. I'm going to start calling you the Zen Man. Since he's doing his meditation. Oh, uh, yeah. Get the Headspace app, right? So we're going to do the, we call you the Zen Man now. Yeah. Hey, I'm all about it. The I, Zen uh, dude. I, I <laughs> the Zen dude. I like it. <laughs> I consistently do it every other day or every love- third day. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes once a week. Yeah, you know. <laughs> as much as I can, really. That's okay. We got well. We we brought Stephen on, uh, or I should say, the Zen dude on again tonight because uh, we're doing his game again. And what game is that, Stephen? Darkwing Duck on the NES. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty right. sweet. That you guys are fun. gonna have me on so much. You're gonna be getting feedback. To, uh, like, you can't, you can't have this guy on anymore. The uh, <laughs> it's not the three dudes in us. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll fight those people <laughs> off if we have to. I appreciate that. Let me Have know. I'll, done... I'll kick you some more money for a bigger stick. <laughs> Have we done any? We Have we done any episodes this year with just me and you, Mike? No, not yet. I don't All think. Right. I think it's been good. Uh, Let's keep it going. It's been guest city. In fact, we we have a new iTunes review later on the show that uh, talks about that. I won't tell you whether it's positive or negative. I'll just tell you that they mentioned <laughs> the suspense is killing me already. Hey, before we talk about Darkwing Doug, I got to tell you, uh, Justin, you're not in town anymore, so you haven't seen this. And Steven, you don't live in in, uh, our neck of the woods, or my my neck of the woods these days. But we have a brand new immaculate gate in Lenore City. It's like nine. Yeah, it's a gate. So there's like a a greenhouse uh, nursery where you can buy plants and stuff. And they've just put up this brand new gate. And it is mm. awesome. It's like nine foot tall. It's got like a solar panel, electric, electric uh, locks and stuff where they can like type code in or, or I guess, I don't even know, man. They can probably hold their phone up to it and, and, and go in. It is Exciting nice. times in East Tennessee. There's a new gate, everybody. There's a new gate. <laughs> but uh, guess what? There's not. What? There's not a fence. It's just a gate. Perfect. <laughs> so it's not picked I love up. that. It's just a gate, it's just a really nice gate. I can just picture somebody, uh, like somebody wanting to go in and steal all the plants, and uh, they pull up to the gate and they're like, "Oh man, what are we gonna do? If there's a gate here, we can't get in." Walk around. Uh, yeah, I guess we we'll just have to walk around it. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite scenes in uh, Blazing Saddles when they're riding through the desert, and they just come up on a on a toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a toll booth sitting in the middle of the desert. Obviously, you can just go around it. And they're like, "Has anybody got a dime?" <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what what we have in Lower City now. Nice. Yep. 
Nice. I just, I just had to mention that. I saw it tonight, and I thought that's too perfect not to not to let everybody know. Okay. So. All right. Well, hopefully that'll help with the pig. Yeah, uh, maybe it'll keep. Maybe the pig will at least be contained by it. The yeah. pig seems wily. I don't know. I think he's getting through it. Yeah, he's getting through it. My uh, is it a he pig or a she pig? It's a she pig. Is it a big sow? It's a she pig. That's a sow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned actually. I learned the other night that uh, one of my wife's cousins is a knows how to call pigs and can kind of communicate with them a little bit. So we, next time the pig gets out, we may just call her over and she can do the <laughs> suey or whatever they do, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if you our show couldn't get any more redneck. Do we have an impression of the yeah, the call? Yeah. Oh, no. No. Um, I'll leave that to the pros. <laughs> yeah. It's serious business around here. I and also, no also, I'd be afraid if I started doing it uh, tonight, I'd have a pig in my yard. So. <laughs> yeah. What'd you want? Where'd you call? Did you call? It's <laughs> <laughs> a reasonable fear. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, I would all if I had to guess what it sounded like though, Stephen, it'd probably sound a little something like this. That's right. Oh, yeah, very nice. <laughs> Sorry, I just know how much you like that. No, that that's uh, that soundboard is going to be in my top 10 actually. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah, it's moving up. All right, uh, well, why don't we uh, move on up and start talking about some Darkwing Duck? And I will uh, play this little music and a little intro into what we like to call Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. And now it's time for Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. Ah, yes, Darkwing Duck, who was brought to us by Capcom, or brought to us by, I guess I should say, by Capcom and June of 1992. But let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the quiz game. Oh, yes, quiz game. <laughs> although, right. although this has not been my best year for quiz games. So. Well, I, 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 I've changed it up a little bit. I'm trying to make the questions a little bit more two or three layered, a little more complicated. So it's not just, you know, easy questions. Excellent. Uh, okay. So, uh, I'm excited. So, all right, so you guys know how this works. This is, you just call out your name to buzz in. There will be four answer choices for each question. You can wait until I read all the answers, or you can buzz in at any time. All right, question number one. This is another game that we're talking about. Uh, two games in a row that is produced by Takura Fujiwara. Now, Takura Fujiwara had a uh, reputation for working for Konami and then later going to Capcom. And then in 1996, he left Capcom to create his own design studio. What was the name of that design studio? Was it A, Whippy Camp, B, Wompy Camp, C, Whoopy Camp, or D, Camp on Awana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a phone in front for this, or, sir? It's gotta be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess Mike. Mike. 
was it? Uh, can you can you give me what B was again? B was Wompy Camp. I'm gonna call it. Uh, was there a Whoopi Camp? <laughs> there was a Whoopi Camp. Wompy or Whoopi? I guess I'll go with Whoopi. It was Whoopi Camp. Yes. Oh, so Mike gets on the board with one already. Wompy just didn't make any sense unless he made that game Wompum, in which case. Uh-huh. Right. It would have right. made some sense. Right. All right. So this next question is about the Darkwing Duck television show. The creators of Darkwing Duck, of course, was a spinoff somewhat of the DuckTales universe, uh, have admitted that Darkwing Duck was a spoof of superheroes, and particularly Batman. When they made Darkwing Duck, they based the Darkwing Duck character loosely on which of the following's interpretation of Batman. Was it A, Adam West? B, Michael Keaton, C, Val Kilmer, or D, George Clooney? Mike. Mike? Uh, Adam West. It's not Adam West. (sighs) Not Adam West. Can I have the other three one more time? Yes, so (laughs) it was B, Michael Keaton, C, Val Kilmer, D, George Clooney. I'm going to go George Clooney. Oh, no. No. Nope. <laughs> should have been in the process of elimination, that one. All right, so we'll open Michael it back Keaton, up. Then. Mike, Michael Keaton. All right. Uh, so Mike gets the Daddy. square. Hope. Yes, baby. I'm assuming that uh, since the game came out in 94, the cartoon was in like 91 or 92. Yeah, so the, car- the, the cartoon was uh, came out in 1990, so Michael Keaton was really, well, I guess Adam West. <sighs> Could have also been the answer, but uh, uh, that's why I went with Adam West because I didn't know when the Michael Keaton Batman movie came out. But once uh, once I knew Adam West was wrong, then I knew it had to be Michael. Yeah. All right. Give me so, one second here. Sure. Steve and I will just talk about uh, something else. Uh. So I just don't remember the show <laughs> growing up. To be honest with you, I don't know what how much experience you had with it. Did you watch I, it a lot? I did not watch it very much, actually. I remember it being on. Uh, yeah. It would have been prime for me to watch it because I was in 91. I was six or seven years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it would have been perfect timing for me. But I just, I don't remember watching it very much. Yeah, neither do I. I was definitely more of like uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Turtles. Um, and not too big into the Disney stuff. Um, yeah, I remember it being on and everything, but yeah, it's a shame too because kind of looking into it, it does seem very entertaining. Yeah, I watched DuckTales and I watched Chip and Dale, but I don't remember watching this one. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, you guys ready for question three? I'm ready to get whooped. I mean, yes. All right. Like the Genesis germ, Aaron Hickman goes by the nickname <laughs> Dia and his chiptone compositions. Darkwing Duck composer Yasuaki Fujita went by an alias for his chiptones that he created. What was that alias? Was it A, Mega Man DJ, B, Captain Commando Jam, C, Bun Bun, or D, Sui Sui? Uh, 
Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm gonna go Bun Bun. It was Bun Bun. Nice. Good old Bun Bun. <laughs> All right, so we got Mike at two and Steven at one. Ooh, it's a tight game. All right. So, as I said, this game uh, was created by Capcom. What is Capcom short for? Is it A, Captain Commando, B, Capsule Computers, C, Capacity Computers, or D, Captain Communications? Hmm. Steve. Steve. Uh, what's the? What are the two that end in computer? So there is capsule computers, which is B. Yep, was not that. Capacity computers. Which I'm gonna C. say capacity computers. Ooh, that's incorrect. Oh, like, of course. Oh, I want to go with the one he didn't say then. <laughs> so Justin the one that he didn't say, away. which was. Uh, yep. Caps, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right, so it is capsule, capsule. computers. Uh, All right, and they they called it that uh, based on their uh, focus on arcade games at the beginning, and they were calling them capsules, or capsule computers. So, uh -huh. makes All right. sense. All right, question five. Although Mike has statistically won at this point, finally first but... win of 2019. <laughs> All right. Darkwing Duck for the NES was nominated for, a, for multiple Nintendo Power Awards in 1992. Which of the following categories was one that it was nominated for? Is it A. Best NES Game B. Um, hold on. I can't read my own handwriting. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Alright, so this is only going to have three choices because I can't... Uh, Oh, sorry. B is most innovative. C, best graphics and sound. Or D, best theme and fun. Mike. I'm going to go with graphics and sound. Oh, that was my guess. <laughs> it was not graphics and sound. Uh -oh. oh. What was the, the what was the fourth one again? Best theme and fun. I'm going to go theme and fun. It was not theme and fun. <laughs> oh boy. I guess it's back to Mike. Mike, uh, what was the, what was the first one? Best NES of all time? <laughs> Not all of all time, but best NES game of that year. Uh, that, yeah, I'll go with that one. It was nominated for that. Get you <clears throat> give you extra points if you can tell me what game actually won. It didn't win. It was just nominated. Uh, let's see what time? What year did you say it came out? What year? 92, 1992. 1992. I give you. I give you some of the. Was other... it also a Capcom game? It was also a Capcom That's game. What I thought. Yes. Uh, go ahead and give me. Uh, give, me a, give us a couple of hints. Some, some choices were Dra Dragon Warrior Four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three, The Manhattan Project, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, Krusty's Funhouse, Mega Man Four, uh, Spider Man. Mega Man Four. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Mega Man Four. That I beat it out. One. But they also... So, uh, Darkwing Duck was also nominated for Best Hero, which Darkwing Duck, but he lost to Link. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. It's interesting. A Legend of, the Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past um, was not nominated that year for Best... Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's for SNES. Never mind. Sorry. There you go. Brain fart there. Brain fart. 
Okay, and Darkwing Duck was also nominated for Best Challenge. And that's it. So Best Challenge and Best Hero and Best NES Game. Hmm. Okay. Pretty good. Wow. That's pretty so, good. Yep. Let's, I wonder if we really truly think that way as well. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but first I want to know, Mike, did you have it? Did you ha own this game, or did you go on a quest to find it? And now it's time for Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, Justin, I do not have this cart, but I used to. See, there was a time when uh, I had this cart back in the day, uh, and I played it all the time, and I was having a lot of fun. But this bandit group of eggs came by one day and stole it from me. And uh, I never got it back. Group of eggs? Yeah. Did nice. they have parachutes? They did. They had parachutes. Uh -huh. They parachuted <laughs> into my house, stole my copy of Darkwing Duck for the NES, and ran away. Jerks. I know. I know. So I never did. I never got it again. How about, uh, how about you, Steven? Uh, actually, no, truth be told, I, I never have had this game. I never really had any interest in this game. And back when I was collecting, uh, I wasn't collecting just to collect for the most part, especially if the games were, were not cheap. If they were cheap, maybe I'd grab a bunch of cheap ones. But for the most part, I was find, I was searching out games that I used to own, that kind of thing. Uh, and so I never really had the desire to buy this game because I never played it when I was younger. So but what about you, Steven? Mm. I'm sure you've got it. I do have it. Uh, I got it specifically for it's uh, the game February for the Retro Gaming Monthly. And I didn't know anything about this game uh, prior to getting it. I just got it on eBay, uh, around $40 or so. But uh, Oh, I... spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Like, to pretty much go from not really knowing anything about this game to completing it, I am very happy that I picked it up. Physical copy. Cool. Yeah. Justin, you, do so you have... Maybe... I did not have this game. I'm going to assume this is kind of late in the cycle, so maybe I had already moved on to SNES in 1992. Yeah, that's kind of um, what I'm thinking. Um, it, it, I mean... This game kind of would have been up my alley because I love DuckTales so much as a kid. So, where I love the game DuckTales so much. Mm -hmm. So I would have really liked this game, but never was on my radar. So I'm assuming I didn't... I was on the SNES at that point and wasn't paying attention to NES games by then. Well, you say my you, assumption. Yeah, you say you would have liked this game as a kid. Uh, I have a feeling I would not have liked this game as a kid. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Okay. We'll get into the game discussion. But I don't. I feel like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, okay. before we go into the game discussion, uh, let's take a moment and uh, get a word from our sponsors. Gee, I wonder what these guys have to say about the game. All right. What so, do we have to say about the game? What do we have to say about the game? Well, we got a lot of things to say about the game, I feel. At least I've got a decent amount of things to say about the game. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but before we talk about the game proper, how about we go to the manual? Love it. Excellent. Now, I was a little disappointed by this manual because there's a whole lot of white space. Even the cover. It, the cover seems like a waste of space. It, it's very white. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm used uh, to seeing a really good, colorful, at least the front cover having a lot of color in it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a picture of uh, Darkwing Duck and a sidekick, and you could easily have just extended that out with just a blue sky and the rest of the bridge and made the whole thing kind of that, that night sky blue. Yeah. I think that would have looked a lot nicer. I mean, they basically just took the box art for the game and just slapped it on there. But yeah, it didn't same. even fill the screen with it. Just, right. Yeah. Anyways, lazy effort on yeah. Capcom there. Let's yep. see what they have to say about it inside the manual. Again, we have no Captain Commando. Nope. But we do have a First special thing. message from Capcom. It says, thank you for selecting Darkwing Duck, the latest addition to Capcom's library of Disney titles. Following such hits as The Little Mermaid, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck continues the tradition of action-packed, family-oriented games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Darkwing Duck features colorful, state-of-the-art, high-resolution graphics. We at Capcom are proud to bring you this thrilling new addition to your video game library. Was The Little Mermaid a hit? Yeah, we haven't talked about that game yet, but uh, it was a it was a hit for my wife when she was a child. Oh yeah, yeah. So they had at least one okay. fan. Yeah, and I'm not sure about that Ducktales game. That uh, that one. Oh yeah, that game's terrible. No idea what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> you take, you bite your tongue. You bite your tongue now. <laughs> uh, I am curious though. What we haven't ever talked about this before, but how did Capcom? become the Disney uh, you know producer. That is an interesting thing. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I'm just glad it wasn't like uh, LJN. Right. Like, let's be thankful that Capcom's the one who was pushing out these titles. Yeah, the majority it, of the Disney Capcom titles are awesome. So... Oh, yeah. I, it just, I, just, I just always wondered how they ended up doing it. We need yeah, to figure I wonder that who out. approached who. We need to figure yeah, I mean, that out. You guys but, could do uh, a whole uh, Capcom episode just ranking and going over them. Oh, yeah. We probably could. Uh, I'd say, okay, Justin, your job for the history segment of The Little Mermaid. When we get to it. I'm just going to say it's going to be The Little Mermaid episode that we do it on. All right? That's your, <laughs> okay. that's your job for the history. Is figure out how Capcom got into all these Disney things. But for now, we will move on to a message from Shush. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. I'm going to let Steven read this one if he's got it available. All right. I sure do. So, Shush says, Ah, good to see you again, Darkwing. I'm afraid that Shush is once again in need of your unique talents. A mysterious crime wave has swept over or across our fair city. We believe that these crimes are the work of the notorious crime criminal organization Fowl, the liquidator, Quackerjack, Wolf Duck and other foul agents have been looking, looting various parts of the city. These robberies may be part of a larger plan by Fowl to seize control of St. Canard. Do whatever you think is necessary to retrieve the loot and bring these fiends to justice. The fate of the city is in your hands. Good luck, Darkwing. 
Well, I feel motivated. Yeah, I'm I would have I would have done it in his accent, but I just don't know what he sounds like. So. Yeah, I don't remember it, what he uh, sounds like either. <laughs> Looks like a little old dude. So. I'm assuming he's supposed to be like Q from uh, like James Bond. Yeah, so he's probably got a bit of a an accent of some kind, maybe British. It's funny that you said that because I did read that um, the original kind of plot behind Darkwing Duck was going to be more of him being like a spy, James Bondy like character in the show. And they changed it to be more like a um, superhero. But they'd already developed this game by the time uh, before they changed it. So there was still kind of this element of James Bondy kind of characters. Hmm. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Is. He is kind of a bit of yeah. a he's a bit of a cross between Batman and James Bond in a way, with mm-hmm. some steampunk elements thrown in the mix too. You know, <laughs> steampunk. <laughs> you like that? You like that <laughs> steampunk? <laughs> I like Steve. He does. He does wear scarves and funny hats. Yeah, Steampunk's interesting, right? Yeah. Oh, extremely. What is it, first of all? And where did it start? I don't know. It's punk powered by steam. Yeah. That's all I know. Futuristic right. old school stuff. Yeah. But That's I do find sweet. I do find I it fascinating. It. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Memories from childhood. I'm guessing none of us have any memories from childhood. Nope. But I will say, I will go ahead and talk about now how I think that I would not have liked this game as a child. Um, Okay, I'm interested in this take here. Yeah, okay. We we can save some other manual things as we go through the game, because I know we didn't finish the manual, but uh, there's not a whole lot left in the manual, so we'll just touch on it as we talk about the game. Not Um, a good manual. But anyway, so I th- I found this game to be kind of frustrating and difficult, uh, and and I think as a and not it's not something I couldn't get over as an adult because you know my skills would be you know they just kind of progressed as I played it. But as a kid, I think I would have got frustrated and wanted to stop playing it. And I don't know if it's because of the order that I went through the levels or or what, but. Something about it was just frustrating me, and I don't think I would have sat through it as as a kid. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I liked the Mega Man games to a degree when I was a kid, but I never beat all of the boss stages. In fact, I don't really remember beating many, if any, to be honest with you. But it was nice to just be able to jump between the different levels. And a lot of the, the mechanics of this game, like you know the bridge level to start the game, where you have to hold up to grab onto the different you know, hooks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that would have just been up. way too much. Well, to uh, grab it initially. Uh, I don't think so. Unless, no. unless I'm missing something. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it, well, here's one interesting thing that, that I don't know if this was my game or what the deal is. Like, the first half of the game, the first three levels, like, all the hooks and stuff, I had to press up to grab onto. The second half of the game, it just automatically grabbed everything. Okay, well, here's what I noticed, okay? It was not that you, for me at least, it was not that I had to press up, but it was that the, you know, like hitboxes and stuff. So, like, the 
the pixel that you have to land on did not make sense for me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, it was like one little spot that you had to land on in order to grab it. And for a lot mm-hmm. of like the bridge level in particular, a lot of the grabby things didn't line up with where you needed to be to grab it. Like the hook didn't line up to where you needed to land to grab it. Yeah. And I found that very frustrating. But I didn't have to press up, so I don't know. Yeah, that's really... I wonder if I have a glitched game or if... <laughs> because like like I said, the second half of the game, it, I didn't have to do that anymore. And then the only reason I know I have to still do it is because I went back after I beat the game and did it again. And I had to do that for the beginning, like, you know, the beginning areas. Yeah. So... Hmm. That's very interesting. I, I really wonder if I have a messed up version of the game. I don't know. That is really interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough game, but I mean, it's a tough game, but I think I still would have liked it as a kid just for the simple fact that it's so somewhat similar to uh, DuckTales. I, I don't it, I think I guess you're right. I think I would have liked it if I if I watched uh, Darkwing Duck. I would have liked it as a kid just because I, I would have liked Darkwing Duck. You know what I mean? Oh sure. And that may be another reason why I did this game didn't come into my radar, um, as I was not a Darkwing Duck fan because I didn't really it it wasn't on my radar for some reason. Was it just an obscure show that we never had what where it was only on for a couple of years as far right. as i know so we was may have like just a... kind of missed it hmm. i remember it being on like i said i remember being on uh the tv hey hang on i want to share this screen with you this picture uh guys and and sorry for the people listening on the podcast but i'm just doing this just to show steven what i'm talking about with the grabbing of the thing okay can you see it did it show up? Uh, yes, I see Ooh. your screen. See where he's grabbing? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, that's not where you would think to jump to grab this thing. So one thing that I'll also notice on that is, so that screen grab area, how he's to the left, you can also grab almost a little bit to the right as well. There's like a, like a little tiny section in which you can grab onto. So you can also grab, like, he was grabbing on the left side of the hook. You can yeah. also grab on the right side of the hook. But you can't grab on the middle part of the hook where you on the middle make the most Like on the middle bottom, <laughs> yeah, where you would think. Yeah, no. Yeah. So that's well, just... like when you... I mean, the, don't you do that when you jump up to, like, grab a ring or something? You just... You grab it on the side, right? You don't grab yeah, it in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it makes the most yeah, sense. Exactly, yeah. And and it's, <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that bothered me the entire time I was playing the game. Uh, now, caveat, uh, Steven, you beat it. I did not beat it. I beat the first tier of levels, which the way the game works, we haven't even talked about the way the game works, but basically the way the game works is it's Mega Man. In a, in a nutshell, <laughs> it's it's Mega Man with Darkwing Duck. He has a gun, he shoots, uh, you can grab power-ups. You don't get power-ups from the bosses, but you can grab them throughout the levels and stuff. But, yeah. so so I, like and it's, yeah, it's split into two tiers, and then a, there's a boss, a final stage, right? So, yep. uh, you there's three levels, then three more levels, and then a boss. So I beat the first three levels, and then I was not able to beat all three of the second tier of levels. But I was able to play them, and then I didn't get to play the final stage. So I, I can't speak for every single bit of this game, but I noticed a lot of that kind of stuff throughout the game. Where like the hit detection on a lot of the jumps and stuff really kind of bothered me. Here's something else that 
bothered me on a few and i think it's like the first level on the second kind of set of three can't remember the name of it but there where you're kind of it's like the jungle level yeah 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 oh in the woods yeah which i actually liked that level for a couple of reasons and that one i liked the the graphics i thought the graphics were some of the best in the game and also that was my favorite music level but here's what i didn't like about that level first of all the waterfall got on my nerves because it, maybe it was just the way on, on my game that it, since i was playing a demo version but it was like it messed with my eyes like it was just it didn't wasn't very clear to me and then the other thing is there was a few spots in in the game where you had to just like jump down and you didn't really see where you were jumping which is a little frustrating when you have things like that in the games yeah yeah, yeah. you have to take that leap of faith right mm -hmm. another frustrating mechanic for me and it happened in a couple of the bosses is the like the grab and the hang and the drop down a level mechanic mm -hmm. so anytime you jump he automatically grabs stuff above his head which is good for the most part and of course steven said you had to press up maybe up would have helped me in some of these instances but what would happen to me is if i'm fighting a boss that's got a ledge or something i would jump and then he would grab it but maybe i didn't want him to grab it or like if i had to drop down below the ledge you drop down but he doesn't drop down and land on the ledge below he drops down and starts hanging from the ledge you're on so then you have to press down to drop from that ledge. So to get down a from one ledge to another, you have to jump. You have to press down an A to jump down, and then you have to press down again to quit hanging. And that yep. really screwed me up a lot of times. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. made that very first boss fight. Um, yeah, on the, the bridge, bridge guy. Yeah, he difficult. Was yeah, that was like a that was definitely a, a gut check uh, on that section just because of that. You got a guy, you know, at the top dropping like these little bolts at you. And then you got I thought there were two pays. Three levels. I thought they were <laughs> that... banana peels. <laughs> Actually, they probably oh, did. They look like banana peels. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, but he looked bald to me, so I thought maybe he's dropping his toupee. <laughs> <laughs> his collection of toupees he's throwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so I did not have to press up on uh, to like grab on the like the steel beams or like go between the thing. You would just jump and, and you would do it automatically. I just had to press up on like the hooks, like where you had to jump across, okay. you know, like that, that long section. But at any rate, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Cause if you press up, you end up pulling up a shield where you can deflect um, projectiles, but not all projectiles. So you have to kind of figure out which one you're able to block and most of them you can't. And then, you know, pressing down, you can actually duck and you can shoot while ducking. But I thought it was kind of strange that, you know, for Capcom and Mega Man, why you would have to stop while shooting. You can't shoot and run at the same time. Right. It's, it's like they added a duck. They added a duck mechanic, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but then they took away your ability to shoot and run at the same time. Yeah. So. There's no slide. But I thought the uh, the shield was was pretty cool. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize the shield was a thing until I'd already played the game for like two hours. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, yeah, I like the shield as well. Yeah. That's always fun. Uh, I thought the invincibility when you got hit didn't last very long too. It was kind of short compared to some other games. Yeah, like, very short. I feel like I'm also complaining too much. Maybe I should quit complaining so much. 
Although there was no knockback, right? So right, that was no nice. knockback. Yeah, which was great for some of the the jumping between platform sections, like you know, in, in any platforming game. But yeah, you just get hit. They just continue to run through you, and you don't have to worry about getting knocked off. Well, I'm going to change the the tune of the the jumping and hanging from Michael's complaining and say that I actually kind of like that aspect of the game, even though the controls were a little wonky because it was like adding an element of, you know, jumping, hanging. You can go up on the platform in some instances or maybe you just hang um, from it. I thought that was a neat little kind of feature of the game. So I actually kind of like that. Yeah, well, let me yep. uh, let me just go ahead and say I'm done complaining, because in general okay. <laughs> I do I do like this game, so I, I'm gonna have to quit complaining because I feel like I've spent the first 15 minutes of our game discussion doing nothing but complain about it. So I'm done doing that because okay. in general I I'm, I'm with you. I, I like the platform mechanics in this game, uh, minus a few weird spots like I already talked about. In general, the platform is pretty solid and, and, and it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I really like the the level where I think it's maybe the second or third level on the uh, the first uh, set, and where you actually had to jump, and it was dark, and you had to pull the thing to turn the lights on. Oh, down in the sewer. Yeah, and the crows yeah. come after you. Yeah, yep. and you had to. That that's the only way you could see where the bad guy was. I thought that was a great feature of the game. I thought that was a really neat kind of innovative thing. It should have been it should have been nominated for most innovative. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Although, uh, what was it? Mega Man Four had it mm-hmm. where you can shoot the little light guys flying across the screen. If you do, the whole screen turns black. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it. I don't think it could have been nominated for innovative as closely as it's tied to Mega Man. Nice true. I mean, even the, the the way he stands and stuff in this game, everything is just very, very manly. Oh, yeah. Which is not a... Yeah. It's, it's a compliment. It's not a complaint. It's just... And it's it almost seems easier or watered down compared to Mega Man simply because you don't actually collect powers after it and you only select one of three levels at a time as you're beating as opposed to, you know, everything all over the city. Right, it's kind of a kid. It's a Disney version of Mega Man, you know, because it's yeah. it's kind of simpler in in the way it works. The, you don't have to worry about what weapon works best against what boss and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of pick the levels and play the levels. Yep, figure out how to get to the boss and then figure out the boss mechanic. Yeah. So I, let me go ahead. I, I want to ask you guys this: so out of the the tier one levels, so. You can play them in any order, but you have a bridge level where you fight Quacker Jack. You have the city level, you fight Wolf Duck. And then you have the sewer level where you fight the Liquidator. Which one was your guys' favorite of those three? Uh, My favorite was the Mm -hmm. city. The city? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, I like the platforming in the city. Um, I like the, the wheels. You, you know, you can ride the wheels across oh, the spikes. Yeah. You got to jump was, across them. Yeah, I thought that was fun yeah. to do, and uh, and I also liked the, like the hot air balloon, uh, and I like the uh, mechanic. And I, I may be liking this level better than the others, just simply because it's something I figured out on my own without having to go to a guide. This is how to get those two one ups uh, after the after oh. you ride the hot air balloons. Yeah. 
I know how I figured out how to do that. Yeah, but it makes you feel good when you figure out something like that. You shoot one of yeah. your arrows into the wall, and you can use the arrow yep. to climb up. I thought I was like, I figured that out, and I feel super smart. So I like this. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was probably my favorite special weapon as well. Yeah, it was the, yeah. the little sticky arrow. I like the yeah, I like the fact that some of your special weapons, like the sticky arrow, can actually help you outside of combat. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yep. I like also I also like Wolf Duck as a fight. I thought it was neat. Uh, it was really easy, but I thought yeah. it was cool how he you, the background. I'm thinking graphically. I think like how the background clouds move across the moon, and when they cover up the moon, he turns back into like a little duck, and then when the clouds go away and oh. move, and when they move off the moon, he turns back into the wolf duck. I thought that was really cool. Like they incorporated oh, the graphics really well. I yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. pick that up either. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, next hmm. time you play it, watch if, and watch the moon as the clouds the, the clouds continually roll across the sky. Whenever they go across the moon, that's when he turns back oh. into the little duck. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. that was my favorite. All right. Which one was yours, Justin? Was it the I mean, uh, the sewer with the lights? Yeah, I think that's would be my favorite um, out of those. The sewer one uh, kind of frustrated me a little too much. Which part? I, well, the part where you can... Okay, it's about halfway through the level, I think, um, when you can choose to go on that special path with a bunch of one-ups. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of awesome. pitfalls and, and things. I thought that was cool that it did that, mm -hmm. but uh, I could never I could never make it through there without dying, so I, I got frustrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I ended up getting that section mastered pretty good um, just from... Not like I, I felt like I would always make like little inch progress through the levels as I'm going, and so like that section, you know, I would make I'd make it back to every time, and then die, figure it out, and then figure out what I had to do next, and then the next part until I figured the whole thing out and could do it, you know, every single time no problem. It just gave me more fights, you know, uh, or more chances rather to, to get through the rest of the level. Yeah, well, I mean that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. That's the way you're supposed to play the game. What about you, Steven? What was your favorite of the tier one levels? I actually liked the uh, the bridge level the Sweet. most. Sweet. We uh, all like different yeah. levels. I know. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, even though it kind of really frustrated me because I feel like I had to press up on those hooks. <laughs> I'm going to try it again. Um, but it just felt like, you know, you're as you're running through it and you're like ascending and, you know, it, it just felt really neat I, I don't really have another way to describe that other than just like the little little hook mechanics and everything because like in Mega Man you got usually you're jumping on these little tiny platforms and this you know you're swinging almost uh, not swinging but you know you're jumping from each one mm -hmm. from the underside as opposed to on top of it and uh, the boss fight I think was one of the hardest in the game I'd probably say it's the second hardest boss fight in the game um, I would agree with that yeah, simply just due to the actual mechanics, like what you were saying, of having to press down an A and then down again, and while dodging stuff from the top, while trying not to get hit from the side, and you know, and then being quick enough because as soon as you get on the same level as the guy running around, you have to actually shoot. He jumps down to the next thing, so you have to like hit him once or twice right away. Yeah, he's it always was, running uh, away. Yeah, and and as challenging as that was. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed that level, like the difficulty of it. It was just difficult enough, you know? Yeah, I, I <laughs> like that level a lot as well. I just did not like that boss fight at all. 
and I did not I didn't like the fact that the game mechanics is what stopped me from being able to play that boss you know what I mean yeah well I wonder if you go back and do it now that you've actually I mean you didn't beat the game but you played it quite a bit going back and trying that level again with the the better use and knowledge of those mechanics if it changes the fight for you yeah because after I okay. after I beat the game because I liked that level so much I went back and then played that level again and beat it first try without dying so I feel like I learned so much by the end of the game with the mechanics and everything that getting back to that level and through it it was way easier the second time through hmm. okay maybe yeah, I'll give it a shot no promises no. <laughs> so that's like that's all the tier one stuff so then after you beat you know you beat those three levels you beat those bosses you unlock uh the tier two so the woods is one level where you fight uh bush root then you have a, a wharf level where you fight megavolt and then uh you have a tower where you fight uh moliarty yeah now let me just say okay um tier two the bush root uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of problem with the Mega Ball. I didn't really have a lot of problem with the freaking Moriarty level or whatever, <laughs> and in Boss, that's the one I could not beat. I hear you on that. Yeah, uh, Moriarty. That was my favorite level. The actual design of the level, where you just keep going up and up and up. Obviously, it's a tower. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. For the level itself, was my favorite on tier two, but the boss fight took me the longest and i think is the absolute hardest boss fight in the game so yeah, you have no, like i didn't play the i didn't play the final boss but i, I can't imagine the final boss being harder than, than no it, it definitely was not not at all um and in fact the final boss is actually when you figure out how to get the final boss out the, the fight is super easy but uh yeah so for the moliarty fight just for the listeners to visualize you have like two platforms you have a platform up top and then you have the ground level and then on the top platform on the left and right side you have these two little machines that shoot fireballs at you and then in the bottom center you have one and then kind of like the middle center uh you know to the left and the right there's these little hooks you can get between the two towers so moliarty's running around back and forth like a crazy person while his machines are shooting at you from the top left top right bottom center and then top left top right and so on and so forth so you have to like shoot the different machines in their little flashing light section to break them so that he'll go up there and start working on them. And while he's working on them, you can shoot them. So were, were you able to beat Moliarty? No. No, or that, I was okay. not. That was the one, so, that was the one yeah. I couldn't beat to, to move on to the final part. Okay. So yeah, my strategy with him was as soon as the fight started, I dropped down as quick as I could while he's fixing because the bottom center one's broken out of the gate, which I didn't realize this until probably my 50th attempt that uh, that that he's actually fixing it. I didn't really understand the mechanic of what's going on at first. But anyways, yeah. jump down, you shoot him a bunch of times, and then I would jump right back up to the, the top level. And then I just, all you have to do is worry about the rotation of the fireballs. And between that, it takes five hits on the flashing red lights to break. So what I would do is I would shoot the top left four times, the top right four times. So I'd like kind of prime them. And then oh, I would okay. watch where watch where he's running on the bottom between left and right. And then say I wanted him to attack the right side first. I would wait till he's almost all the way to the right side where I'm on the left, avoiding the fireballs. I'd hit the top right one one more time, break the machine. 
he then jumps straight to the top, which if you're under him or behind him, he jumps up and goes over so quick, he's almost impossible to dodge. So it's like almost guaranteed damage. So this, and he'll run up there, he'll start fixing it. And while he does that, you can just unload on him, shoot him as many times as you can. And then from there, he'll run towards you. And then once he runs past you, I think, and turns around, he'll throw a wrench at you and jump back down to the bottom. And then he runs around, you just have to fight the, the fireballs again. So then I would wait till he's in position. I'd shoot the top left one, break it, he'd go up, and then just rinse and repeat. And I found that to be, so once I got to the bottom and shot him a couple times and went to the top, I just stayed on the top. Yeah. It was a lot easier for me to recognize the fireball pattern and, you know, get through it like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good strategy. I didn't think I didn't think about priming. Though. I always just tried to I would just try to beat, shoot him down, and then usually he would he would jump through me or whatever and hit me. Yep. And I lose <laughs> I lose. That's how I lost most of the time. It was really frustrating. But yeah. nevertheless. Uh, I thought tier two, I did not like tier two nearly as much as tier one. And it may have been partly because I was, my opinion was colored by the fact that I couldn't beat it. But uh, other than I agree with Justin that the bush root level graphically is like awesome. I, I really like yeah. it. It's very, very colorful. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I thought the tier one levels were more fun and just in general. I do, I do agree with you also that the tower level is a lot of fun going up. But, uh, yeah, you guys I mean, I agree with what do you guys think about tier one versus tier two? So I definitely enjoyed tier one more as well, but I think it's probably just because it was easier overall. I mean, realistically, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I would say that even though I enjoyed tier one more, um, that tower level was just designed so well, in my opinion, that uh, I think it's the best level <laughs> out of all of them. Yeah, I would have to say that tier one was definitely better on a whole, on the whole, on the whole. It feels good, um, but uh, I still think forest on or the bushroot level on uh, tier two is probably my favorite individual level. Interesting. See, I wasn't. I'd say that bushroot was probably my least favorite. I think it was my um, least favorite as well, gameplay-wise. But I like the way it looked. Yeah, yeah well, I, I like the way it looked and like the music. The music was great. Oh, for that. sure. Yeah, I, I felt like the level was almost broken in the beginning where it was so hard. And like on the trees, you have these little flowers that like their whole head, piranha plant style, just like shoots out at you so fast, it's almost impossible to block. So you almost have to be running, hope it shoots in a direction that's going to then miss you. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the second half of the level, it's like a joke how easy it is. You know, in my opinion, anyways. The first part, I struggled with over and over and over. And once I finally figured out the first part, the second part was like, I think, maybe two attempts tops. It was like mm-hmm. nothing. It was no big deal whatsoever. I guess I'm just a fool for aesthetics. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. Uh, so, Stephen, tell us about the last level, because... I don't, I don't know what you be, about you, Justin, but I did not get to experience it. No. So the last level of the game starts you out on a cruise ship, and uh, surprise, oh, surprise, you nice. end up fighting. Yeah, you end up fighting Steelbeak uh, at the very end, and you end up having to deal with uh, these guys shooting cannons at you, and really? I, don't, I wouldn't say there's a boss rush, but you pretty much fight, at least to the best of my knowledge, almost every enemy type through that level. Um, 
So obviously it's the hardest level, kind of, in the game. Um, my only argument more than that would be the, the first part of that bush route. Uh, but maybe I'm biased towards that. So after you get through, you know, you're fighting your way through the cruise ship, you end up getting to the actual Steelbeak fight, the final fight. And I... Basically, the way it's set up is you're like in this kind of like ballroom type setting, and in the upper right corner, Steelbeak is sitting behind glass, um, which I didn't recognize at first, sitting in a chair. Then there's like three hooks. There's like top left, top right, and then like middle center. And then these like little flying things that fly down and can hit and hurt you as well as shoot at you. And as soon as you kill one, another one spawns from the top over and over and over. So I just continued to like fight these things and try to dodge and see how long I could last to no avail. And then I realized that sitting just in front of Steelbeak behind the glass is two little flashing lights like on the Moliarty section where you have to actually shoot and break them. So my strategy was basically as soon as the fight started, get to the upper left hook and then start shooting at the, uh, the little flashing beacons. Well, what happens is the little flying guys end up coming up right in your path so not only are you shooting the, the little flashing things, they're pretty much killing themselves by getting right in your way. They don't like try to swarm around you or do anything else. So it's, it's really easy actually um, to get through that section if you just rush right up there. And because there's no knockback, you just jump from one hook to the next. You get hit once, maybe twice, and no problem. So then after you break the glass, Steelbeak jumps down. And then this is when it just turns into the easiest fight of all time. Basically, all you have to do is hang from that bottom center hook, and he runs around back and forth. He'll, he'll eventually pick up a table. So as he's running, you just drop down and shoot him. He'll pick up a table. You just have to dodge it when he throws it. You just grab onto the hook. He'll run past you again. You drop down, you keep shooting him. And that's all it is. Hmm. Uh, it's very The hardest part of the whole thing was just getting up to the hook and shooting the glass. And gotcha. aligning where where they spawn at is where you are shooting to kill them. So, if anybody's interested, obviously you can look up the boss fights online. I did a video of my beating the game in the in that boss fight, um, and threw it up on the Retro Gaming Monthly page. But then after that, you end up getting some text that basically you saved the city. Everybody's proud of you. Um, Steelbeak tells you that he's gonna come after you next time. And then you ride off um, under a moonlit night on your motorcycle, to which he hits a rock and then flies towards the moon. Like flies off his uh, bike, yeah. crashing. I got a little bit of comedy in there. That, that, yep. that is one thing I do remember about the cartoon somewhat, is little bits of comedy that they squeeze in. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I actually, I, I, I like chuckled out loud uh, at that. I did not expect <laughs> that. Well, well, okay. yeah. Uh, it kind of got spoiled earlier, but uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk about uh, is it worth it or not? And how much <laughs> does it go for? So it goes for about $40. Well, let Steven paid for it. Um, so you guys think it's worth it? 40 bucks? One of the more expensive ones? Yeah. I think you we know, talk on- about. Honestly, I, I kind of do think it's worth it. I think it's, I mean, it's kind of pricey. Um, yeah. But it's its a lot of fun. It's good. It's got good graphics. It's got a good level of challenge. Not too hard, not too easy. Um, 
and I don't know. I just, I just, I just really like it. I think it's, I think it's a very good quality game. It, the only, the only caveat I would put in there is, I think it's in the Disney Afternoon Collection that you can buy for newer systems. Yep. Uh, so you could probably pay about forty bucks and get a bunch of these Capcom Disney games in one package. But if you're looking strictly purchasing for the NES, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with this one. Uh, I know it's kind of pricey at forty dollars, but I don't. I really don't think you can go wrong with this game. I I agree. Uh, I think that yes, this is a forty dollars game. This is very expensive, relatively speaking, for the NES. However, for the quality of the actual game, the levels, especially if you're a Darkwing Duck fan, I mean, you can't really go wrong with this game overall. It, it really feels solid beginning to end. It can be almost a little too hard in sections, a little too easy in sections. Like you were saying, there's some, you know, there's definitely problems with the game. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I collect NES games, so I was going to buy it one way or the other, but I, I'm happy with the purchase. For sure. I think it's worth it. <sighs> I'm going to say, <laughs> as much as I like this game, and as much as I gave it a glowing recommendation when Michael was trying to dog it earlier, I'm going to give it a no. I don't think it's worth $40. And the other games that we've, uh, that we've talked about, I'm just not... I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but I just can't give it the forty dollar nod. Okay. At what price point below forty would you give it the nod? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, that's still a respectable high number yeah, for an indie sure, game. Sure. So. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, definitely twenty five. I would go for it. Yep. Cool. So, in that case, does uh, anybody have any trophies? Retrofitted trophies. Okay, I've got a couple. As do I. Uh, I've got uh, four. Okay, well, I'll go first. Uh, my first trophy is called... You so gassy, and to get you so gassy, you have to fill your gas meter all the way up. All right, uh, I'll go next here. That's a, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yep. Um, mine is where's the prize, and that is beat Quacker Jacks. <clears throat> get it? Yeah. Quacker Jacks is prize. Yeah. Uh, oh, I get it. Very nice. Uh, mine is mine are all quotes from the show, oh, of no. which I looked up. Um, the first one is uh, "I am the batteries that are not included," and that is to beat Megavolt on tier two. Nice. I uh, I may steal one one or two years then because I have a <laughs> couple of quote quote trophies as well. Okay. Uh, I've got one called "I am the terror that flaps in the night." And to get that one, you have to beat the game without using any gas power-ups. So you only use the regular default gun. Oh, very nice. Ooh, all right. Um, my next one is, the Blue Man Group is going to be angry 
and that is Beat Liquidator. Because I think he looks like Blue Man Group's dog. <laughs> That's what I thought when I was playing. Yep. Uh, my next one is another quote. I am the wrong number that wakes you up at 3 a.m. And that is to beat Wolf Duck in the middle of the night. Nice. You did a good job on yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. My next one is uh, Sound the Foghorn. And that is Beat Steel Beak. Because he kind of reminds uh, me of uh, Foghorn. Foghorn Langhorn. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, my next one is about the bonus levels, which we didn't actually touch on. Yeah, because I never uh, got any bonus levels. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just got one. Yeah. So the little bonus levels where you shoot the little balls that look like Pokemon balls? Uh-huh. Yeah. And like uh, stuff. I, I said, uh, gotta catch them all. And that is get 10 or shoot 10 balls and get the prizes in the bonus level. Also, there's a lot of golden bars in this game. And it, it made me think that's one of those things that there were so many golden bars in like television shows when I was a kid. And I don't think I've ever actually seen a golden bar in real life. That's because we saw yeah, a lot of golden bars gold to bar? China. I have not. I've seen silver bars. I've seen uh, seen a 10-ounce silver bar one time. That was pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, but never seen a gold one. We need to go to Fort Knox, right? I think that's near here somewhere. Yeah. So just go Think to Fort Knox, ask them to let you in so you can see all the gold bars. <laughs> I just need to see some gold bars. I've never seen one in my life. Just let me see them. <laughs> <laughs> it should work out. Well, okay, I got Talk another trophy. Uh, this trophy is called uh, Defeat the Worst Possible Enemy, the Botanist. And that is uh, Beat Bushroot. Mm, Bushroot. The botanist. That's nice. We're, uh, we're, we're knocking out all the bosses. Uh, yeah. My next one is another quote. I am the repairman who tells you your warranty has run out, and that's Beat Moliarty. Mm, that's a good one. I don't have any more. I, I had one called uh, Let's Get Dangerous, good. but I don't like it. <laughs> well, well, now you got to say what it was. <laughs> uh, Let's Get Dangerous is some, a trophy that I achieved, and that is in the sewer level, attempt to do that dangerous part where you can get a bunch of one-ups uh, and fail every time. That's called <laughs> Let's Get Dangerous. There you go. Nice. That's good. I did. I like it. Yep. Any more? Uh, I just have one more. Okay. And it would be uh, Tom Arnold would be impressed. And it is to beat the game in less than 20 minutes. Which is possible, I saw. Oh, yeah. Speed runs are around 15 or so. so or, or even less. Yeah, like 13 minutes or something crazy. Tom yeah. Arnold most certainly would be impressed. Yeah, that's why I figured 20 minutes is a little more reasonable. All right. All right. Well, I guess we can uh, give this game a rating. Man, I'm not sure how I feel about this game. I wonder what the two dudes think. (laughs) 
So how do you guys want to rate this game? Hmm. Favorite kind of gas? Hey, okay. there we go. I like it. Propane, propane accessories? Yep. <laughs> I actually watched an episode of King of the Hill right before we came in here to record this. I love King of the Hill. It's so Great cool. show. Yep. Uh, you sure? We'll do, a, we'll do a type of gas. Okay. Um, anybody got one yet? I'm going to go with uh, laughing gas. So you go to the uh, the dentist, you're a little nervous, but this game is like that in the sense that it is nice and relaxing and it's got enough humor to kind of get you to giggle. Maybe you're not laughing out loud per se, but you're chuckling, you're feeling good, you're having a good time. And that's why this game is like laughing gas. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhat similar. I'm gonna go with helium. And helium is it's just for it's just a little bit of fun, but it's really there's you know, there's no practical uses for helium, really. Like what are you gonna do with helium? Balloons. Make your voice sound funny. Just a I little have, bit of fun. Are we in a, I think I heard somebody say the other day that we're in a helium shortage. That's what is I've read true? before, yeah. I actually know that there have there have been periods of time where I I've heard that um, different birthday parties for my daughters where uh, stores have been out of helium. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard that before. I don't okay. know what it means. I don't know where yeah. you get helium. Yeah, I guess scientists are it's it's like running low, relatively speaking, that they're having a hard time acquiring it for study. Scientists are working well, round but... the clock to try to solve our gas shortage. Our they keep pumping gas. it. Sure. <laughs> keep Every... huffing it to make their voice sound funny. Yeah, everybody just keeps huffing it. We're running out. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, I'm going to give it the I'm going to give it the rating of neon because I think this is mm. a beautiful game and it shines bright, especially when you add a little electricity, like you put it in your system and hit the power button. Oh. Nice. Alright, that's it. Alright. Well, I guess we can go uh, listen to some feedback. Uh, once again, in my wonderful podcast management skills, I posted fairly late in the day. So, apologies. <laughs> apologies to anyone. We got, some good, we got some good feedback, though. Okay, good. Alright, so... On the Facebook group, Gabe Van Gilder starts us off with, I never played it, but loved the show. Tom Miller says, I remember it being a fun Mega Manish game. But it's Manish? Have, it's Manish. Uh, but haven't played it in ages. Chris Murray says, I've been playing it for Stephen Michael of Facebook's Retro Gaming Monthly Club, and it plays pretty well. Very comparable to the other Disney slash Capcom games, then has some Mega Man qualities to it. But it's a bit of a grind for me, especially the bosses. I enjoy DuckTales and Chippendale more than this one, but maybe that's not a fair comparison, and I'd like it more if it was viewed on its own merits. Alright. Daniel Newton says, I ordered it recently for the monthly group, but I haven't had the time to play it yet. I love the show. Growing up, I'm... Uh, so I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on the game. 
All right. Good feedback. Good feedback. We get the uh, two dudes page pulled up. See if we got anything there. We do. Jay Jorgensen starts us off with, I love Darkwing Duck and Stephen Michael. This is fabulous. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. buddy. Uh, Joshua Voorhees Gonzalez says, I played it, but never finished it. And Mike Hall says, I am new to playing this game, but I recently got it, and I think the gameplay is great, and it's a fun take on a run-and-gun game. Uh, again, I will do like I did last episode. It's not a run-and-gun game. It's a stop-and-shoot. Yeah. A scoot and, What was it we called it last game? The, the last, last one was last... a scoot-and-shoot. <laughs> scoot-and-shoot. Yeah, scoot-and-shoot. This one's a stop-and-shoot. Scoot and uh, and by, by the way, the honor... Justin, uh, that's that's dude bag to you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude bag. Sorry. Dude bag. Sorry, Mike. Dude bag. Forgive me. Um, and honorary dudes, uh, we got Otto Erlen Griggers. And Otto says, tested it last night. It was not as easy as it seemed. Hate that you stopped to shoot. Very Mega Manish game. Another Mega Manish. Um, <laughs> looks easy when pros play it. Uh, Peter Martin says, heard it, heard it, it. Hmm. never played it though. I think he meant heard of it. Okay. Never played it though. Capcom always has great graphics though. It's true. They do. And that's it for the Facebook feedback. All right. Let me um, check. I had one, one from my group. If you oh, guys yeah, wouldn't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Derek Ivancic, uh, is a real life buddy of mine actually. Um, he wrote a very lengthy, well-written, well-thought-out review, of which I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the very last paragraph he summarizes it says, Overall, it's really fun platforming, run-and-gun game. Great music design, varying enemies, and fun bosses. For me, not quite as awesome as Mega Man 1 through 6, but definitely an awesome game worth a look for any action platforming NES fan. Make sure you give it a go. Nice. So, yeah, Derek's been excellent. Yeah, he's writing little reviews um he's been like making videos tips and tricks stuff so yeah good dude cool i like love it, it. uh all right, all right. Uh, on twitter we got a lot more feedback to go boys so buckle up let's do it i'm ready all right on twitter we have elfrith and i'm so sorry if i mispronounced that it's e-l-f-w-r-y-t-h Elfrith? That sounds right. Elfrith. Yeah. I think when you got you, it. When you're in trouble, you call DW. That must be a quote from the show. Uh, yeah. Paul and Andy from Power Trip Gaming, uh, who you heard on our show during the Gargoyles Quest most recently, uh, they say this is definitely one of those un- underappreciated treasures on this system. Great controls, classic Capcom, amazing music, and a good challenge. Better than 90% of the Sega Genesis library. And definitely needs to be a Nick Stevens top 10. Nice. All right. That was well written. We'll see. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, we will see what J- Nick Stevens thinks about this one. Uh, Gabe Nedwick says, Love the game and Darkwing Duck in general, but this game was tough when I was a kid. And then we got one more from... Got any guesses? Ryan Ballard. Yes, sir. Ryan says, when this 
When this was on TV, I felt too old for it, so it's not likely I would have taken it seriously then. Now, the game looks and sounds great and definitely worth playing. So thanks, Brian. And uh, Ryan, his uh, Twitter handle says Ryan does reviews. So he's at Ryan does reviews. I wonder if that means Ryan has reviews. Uh, I would assume. You guys should go check him out. He's, I mean, he made a name for himself as the Google Plus guy. So right. now well, he needs to, uh, if he does reviews, you need to go check out his reviews. It's a natural progression. Yep. And let's see. Cecil Dredge over on Instagram says, Fun game kind of reminds me of the Mega Man series. Very true. All right. So we have... Two voicemails and two iTunes reviews. Which ones do you want? What do you want first? Let's do the... Dealer's choice. Let's go iTunes. Okay, good choice. iTunes. All right, the first review is from Chatty Kitten. Chatty Kitten says, NES Classic. Two dudes in a nest mostly talk about old NES games. It's one of the best video game podcasts ever. One of my favorite episodes is Mario, DuckTales, and The Legend of Zelda. Shout out to the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Peace out. Nice. Thank you. Uh, and then the next one is Ty Boogie. This one, this is a review from Ty Boogie. Ty Boogie says, quality game reviews and more tangents than you could ever imagine. Hilarious podcast covering all the best the Nintendo Entertainment System has to offer with in-depth analysis and special guests galore. I can honestly say I learned something new about every game these dudes cover and more about Cracker Bro than I could have ever envisioned. Keep up the good work, dudes. <laughs> I think what he meant to say was more about Cracker Barrel than he ever cared to know. Love it. Okay. We haven't had any Cracker Bro talk this episode. but No. I got a question for you. So, if you keep getting feedback about how good that Mario episode is, do you think uh, what what would happen with Soundboard Mario? I don't remember what happened to Soundboard Mario. Would he, would he make another appearance in the future at some point? It's possible. If he's an old yeah. fan favorite, it's possible. Yeah. He's not on our uh, current soundboard. If that's what you're hitting at, <laughs> 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 all we got. The only thing we got on our soundboard now is Garth Brooks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it's possible. Mario, he can make a comeback one, one day. Right. I do wish I had him on here. I wonder why he's not on the soundboard. What happened, Justin? Why is he on our soundboard? I don't know. Because he did make a comeback at one point in time. I must have just, yeah, food for thought. I must have deleted him. I mean, he remember the Bubble Bobble Boys? They they took him out at one point in time, but then he came back. No, and then yep. we had Luigi. I don't even remember. It's been so long. Anyways. Yeah, Luigi was just angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do these couple voicemails, and then we'll start to wrap it up. So the first voicemail is from a regular caller, Jay Z. Jay to the is it or whatever they say about him? <laughs> so here, here we go. Dudes, what's up? It is Jay Z NES from YouTube once again. I see you guys are talking about Darkwing Duck uh, coming up. 
So uh, I never watched the show. I don't know. I know about Disney after it. I like watch DuckTales and stuff. I know it's kind of a spinoff of that. Um, I remember it being in a few episodes of DuckTales. But, um, that's a great game. But Darkwing Duck, like, it's pretty good. It's like kind of like a Mega Man clone, you know? So uh, you know, Capcom kind of kind of one of those kind of things. Um, but, yeah, it's all right. I just never really uh, got very far into it. I know it's one of those games where it's pretty hard, so I just kind of never uh, never got too far into it. I remember the everything being pretty good about it, though, you know, the music. But uh, something about one of the like, jumping and the hanging control, I just never get used to it. So that's just me being uh, bad at the game, I guess. But, um, yeah, I could just never really get too far into it. I never put in all the time into it. But uh, from what I know, it's supposed to be a pretty decent, like, sort of Mega Man clone. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it should be – it probably was pre- a pretty good game. I'm curious to see what you guys thought of it. So uh, this is Jay-Z NES signing out. I'll say see you next time and uh, keep it class. Thanks, Jay Z. Yeah, thanks as always. Uh, we got one more voicemail. Let's see what this one is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's just the way you said that. Yep. Let's see what this one is. <laughs> well, I recognize the number, okay? And I'm, I'm about yeah. tired of him calling. Here we go. <laughs> this is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh. 10. Well, there you go. Ow. Loves it. Nice. Yeah. He loves these NES games. This one's reasonable, though. He has to have us on speed dial, right? I There's think. no way he would be able to call in so consistently with essentially the same phrase every time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Do you think he has a script or is it one of those things where he just hasn't memorized at this point? Uh, he probably started with the script, but at this point, he's probably got it memorized. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That'd Natural progression. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so I don't have any post-show announcements, but I would like to let Steven talk about his group again. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I am the admin for Retro Gaming Monthly. You can find us on Facebook. It is a group. We're a little over 250 members at this point. Very nice community. Um, The group was actually founded by you guys, which I'm forever grateful for. It's a book club, basically, for retro video games. So put up a poll once a month um, with several games on it, and people vote. We all decide about halfway through the month, and then that's the next month's game. So like a book club for video games, we also introduced at the beginning of this year a high score challenge. So January was Tetris, February is Bubble Bobble, and we'll keep going from that. But the group's been around uh, since the beginning of 2018. We started in January with Strider. And yeah, come check us out. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 20 December, 2017 is when I was getting ready to launch it and kind of chatting with you guys. And, uh, yeah, January of 2018 is when we did Strider and launched the group. Wow. Time flies. So yeah, did a whole year and yeah, this is year two. Very, very excited. Yeah. It's been awesome. Steady growth and a lot of participation it's already grown way larger than I thought it ever would. So, yeah. And from the feedback, you know, I'm, I'm always open for feedback, what, what people like or don't like or anything, and um, always looking to improve and make it better. So, 
yeah, come check us out. It's easy to find, uh, or you can just go to retrogamingmonthly.com, which all that does right now is just forward you to the Facebook group page. Sweet. Yeah. It's a great group. Go join it. Yep. Thank you. Comes highly recommended. All right. Uh, Justin, where could they find us? Well, you can find us on any of the uh, social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can go to our websites like two dudes in a net, two dudes in a nest.com, nintendos.com, and nesdudes.com. Nailed and you it. can always you can always call us by calling 775-7-RETRO-1 or 775-773-8761, which is just the retro as the numbers. Uh, I wonder, okay, hold on. I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but and we've probably talked about this before, but do kids know how to do the alphanumeric phone numbers? Yeah, we, talk, we talked about this before, <laughs> and it, it it is on the phone. Okay. Like it's on the It's iPhone. on mine. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, but do they know what that means? Because like, when I was a Maybe kid, not. I was taught what that means. Probably but kids not. don't. Kids rarely type in numbers now unless it's like, oh, let That's me text you a number. You know what I mean? It's very so. true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing so. they don't even. I don't, we we I don't even know why we spent that time trying to find one that had a word in it when it doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh well, sorry. There's my rant. Uh, But uh, if you guys want to, uh, you can call us. You can also go to the website on a phone and tap the little phone icon and call us that way. And then you don't have to worry about whether or not you're a millennial. You can just do it that way. Uh, And then uh, you can go to iTunes and rate us. Like we got two ratings since the last time we recorded, which is awesome. And we really appreciate that. So feel free to go on there and do that uh, because that does help our show get visible to the rest of the world uh, i just like to shout out the retro junkies uh the wee dude aka wee guy on youtube mm-hmm. for always putting awesome stereoized music up there on youtube uh he doesn't just do it for us he just does it for everybody and we just yeah. basically steal it from him but he said it was okay so it's not really stealing on us but if you if you want to just listen to the soundtrack of a game go to the wee guy on youtube he's got them all uh, and then shout out to the Fox dude for all of our awesome logos that he does. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Anything else, Very boys? Cool. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, then here comes the music for the next game, and we'll see you guys next time.